0: The Small Queendom Podcast, Episode Eleven. Hey, friends just going to go ahead and tell you that this is not a back to school episode. This one is going to be all about redirecting those goals and those intentions that you started back in January and really giving it another go at this new year's 2.0. So that's what I'm going to call it. You know, as I'm looking at my social media, it's full of people posting back to school pictures and talking about the shopping and the prep and the you know, putting away the summer routine and getting back into the fall routine. But with that comes so much busyness. And I think that a lot of people also make statements like, well, this school year, it's going to be, you know, fill in the blank. And it really made me think about all the ways that we set our intentions in January. And we, you know, come up with words of the year or goals, or I'm going to do this, this and this. And we all know that life happens and very few of us actually get to fulfill those things. But I want to suggest that with the waxing of summer, even though it's, it is is still with many of us, the tree outside in my front yard is starting to turn. You know, it's almost, you know, 99.9% green leaves, but there are a few golden and red leaves starting to turn, which is just giving me that gentle cue that we are moving into That last part of the year. And if you're in business or retail or sales or anything, you know that the last part of the year is typically the strongest part of the year. I always loved being a student because I thought that when school started back, I almost got a second chance at my new year's. So, you know, this year I'm going to do this, or this year I'm going to get the top of the class, or this year I'm going to try a new activity or a new extracurricular. But wherever you're at, I think that it's time to redirect a little. Now, I do wanna say a little bit of a heads up that I'm gonna be talking about a couple personal things. And so, this may or may not be an episode that if you are listening in the car with little ears that you may or may not want on. So, when I looked at 2018, I had really, really big goals for it. Really big goals. There was a big shift in our family and we decided at the end of last year that my husband was going to leave his corporate job so we would have more time as a family and that I would be able to push forward in my business. I had an awesome opportunity at expansion. It was already being built up and I was literally only a few months from reaching a very hefty goal in that portion of expansion and things just kind of made sense. So my husband decide, decided that, you know, it was time to leave his job. He was about to enter into a pretty intense 18 month work cycle. That timeline just was not going to work anymore for the harmony of our family. And so with December, I started thinking about the new year and I love to come up with words and intention, um, and kind of themes for how I'm going to, you know, try to approach all the things that I was wanting to accomplish. And really clearly this word strength came to me. And I thought about the word strength. There is even a song that I love that's called strength. Well, um, very sadly, on a Christmas Day, I, um, I actually dealt with a miscarriage. And it was very um, unexpected and really kind of threw me for a loop. Now... Anyone who's ever experienced that know that it is a little bit of um, a tidal wave that comes over you, your mind, your body, your spirit, and it really does throw you for a loop. So my husband's last week of work in his corporate job was actually spent working at home to try to care for me and take care of the children. And so we moved into January and all of the feelings that I was feeling of strength and power and moving forward and accomplishment and focus was just, you know, in shambles. And I, f- I had never felt more broken. It was, it was complete opposite of what I envisioned 2018 to start. Um, at the same time, I was moving through some things um, in my personal life with my family um, and I will share more about that. Some of you who know me personally know a little bit about that, but I haven't talked too much on that transformation story yet. But anyway, needless to say, 2018 did not start the way I thought it would. But I didn't let myself stop. Literally, I, I kept going, and most people don't know what I entered 2018 um, dealing with until now. At the end of March... You know, my plan for my expansion of my organization and my team, you know, it's solid as it is, but I was growing a new leg. At the end of March, I got news that the person I was partnering with, it was no longer aligning with what they were wanting to do. So pretty much, it was a pretty big blow to all of my intentions of growth. And, you know, sometimes the best laid plans will fall through. And I think that it took me about a month or two to work through this idea of of like denial that this year had really turned out to be, you know, the complete opposite of what I thought. I wasn't hitting my goals. My body felt broken. I was confused and I didn't really know what to, um, what to do about that. And so in May, I started this devotional called 100 Days to Brave by Annie F. Downs. And I'm, I'm actually still doing it. And I'm going through with kind of like a summer reading club that she has on through her Instagram. And I realized that while I was kind of taking a step back from my plan for growing my business, that I needed to take a step back and think about what I was really wanting to create. And it was during that true moment of like brokenness and vulnerability and the unknown, that I decided that I would completely like kick it into high gear and get my podcast off the ground. This podcast truly comes from the fruition of a really hard time. I got it cranking in, in June. And if I'm just going to be so vulnerable here, like my website is not 10% of what I want it to be, <laughs> but it you know, it was this idea, like I am going to have to be okay with imperfection to do what I know I need to do right now. And that is to start to get my voice out there and to find my people and to start inspiring women to move from existing and surviving to that thriving place so they can truly create a life and an experience that they love and that is inspiring. So what is this big ramble even about? Really my point is, is that just because the year may not have started how I thought or how you thought, maybe things feel in shambles, it is not a waste. So the coming fall and the back to school and the upswing and you know The idea of finishing 2018 is really strong right now because this is a time of new beginnings for so many. So I've got a couple of points for you. Do it imperfectly. Man, oh man, do I wish that this podcast could have started in a time when I was feeling really inspiring, in a time where I was at the top of my game, at a time where I had just reached a goal. But that was not the case at all. This is one of the hardest times of my whole life, and yet I'm showing up. Every week, in front of a microphone, in trying to give to you a little bit of me and my story so you can move from surviving to thriving. Like, whatever perfectionism is holding you back from, then just do it imperfectly. You know, like, my website isn't anything that I want it to be, but I had to have something For this podcast, I had to have something to point back for show notes for my podcast. And so while that is completely like a work in progress, I think that it's been more important for me to be able to click publish on Libsyn than to not at all and just be waiting for, you know, the months that it will take me to get my website the way I want. And so I'm showing up imperfectly as we move into fall and you know, people are gearing up for this this new season, I want you to show up imperfectly because your gift, even when it doesn't feel its strongest, is better than people not receiving it at all. My next idea is that you can start again. It doesn't matter if it's January 1st, May 1st, September 1st, November 1st. You can choose any beginning, whether it's the beginning of a day, to start again because even if you feel broken or you feel like the year's wasted or it's no use or you really got off the rails or fell off the bandwagon, you know, you didn't make it this far to settle for mediocre. You didn't go through all the crap that you've been through just to say, I'm okay with being part of the crowd. I'm okay with being a follower. That's not me and that's not you. So I'm saying it's time now. This is your New Year's 2.0. Start again and Shirley says that every day is fresh with no mistakes in it and my other idea is for you to move the needle in one area now I know I've mentioned this a couple times but this is really important you cannot underestimate the the power of making one new area improved or better or adding it in So for me right now, the focus is on a ton of self-care and self-love and focusing on my health. Moving the needle forward for me is along these lines. I actually am wanting to do some deep cellular healing and detoxification and cleansing for my body, but I can't do that because I'm still nursing my son. So while that is waiting, one way that I've chosen to move the needle forward for me is to reduce the amount of inflammatory response in my body and helping my digestion and removing dairy out of my diet. It might feel like the drop in the bucket for all the things that I feel like I need to improve upon, but really, you know, this one thing of taking dairy out of my diet, it's helping my digestion, it's helping my sleep, it is helping the way I feel about myself, it's about, it's helping the way my body is able to perform on a daily basis, so this is significant. So for you, moving the needle in one area can be a really simple choice. It could be if you are, let's say you're a soda drinker. I'm not going to tell you to completely take out soda of your diet, but instead of drinking it every day, maybe just drink it one day a week. You know, uh, moving the needle in one area can be so many things. It can be unfollowing people on Instagram that are making you feel bad about your life. It can be putting boundaries around your time instead of feeling like, you need to answer every single text as soon as it comes through or every single DM or message as soon as it comes through as a compulsion. Don't answer it right then. Don't pick up your phone. It might be as simple as you know putting down your laptop and stepping away from your desk at 6 p.m. or whatever time you say the workday should end and going outside and taking 15 minutes to unwind. I know that sometimes as working from home, it can be very distracting and, and hard to move and have a clear line from work and not working time. So whatever that one way that you can move the needle over, do it because it will start to make a big impact. And this really moves into my last tip for you and that is to find your best practices find your best practices now it's very difficult for us to have a perfect day every day but we can have glimmers of the perfect day if there is a certain morning routine that just really works well for you maybe you're into intermittent fasting and it feels really good for you when you only have your bulletproof coffee and you don't eat until you know 1:30 whatever then Then do that as much as you can, whatever your best practice is. For those parents that are moving into back-to-school time, maybe it's meal prep, but if seven days of meal prep every Sunday feels too overwhelming, then how about incorporate two days of meal prep so lunchtime and dinner time isn't so chaotic. Find the best practices and start to feel really familiar with them. Because they will cement into true habits and then you will be able to incorporate a new best practice. I am always so amazed at the people that are able to get up and have that power hour in the morning or that miracle hour, that miracle morning, that famous book about, you know, really having the me time and that self-care time and that reflective time in the morning before your day starts. I push back a little bit on that because I just feel like I personally have not been in the right season for that. But if you are someone who wants to have that miracle morning routine, then instead of thinking you have to do it every day, then just do it one day. Just do it on Mondays or just do it on Fridays until it feels like it is second nature. And then maybe you can add it in on Wednesdays. So for me during this time of kind of reevaluation and getting my podcast going and, you know, working on, you know, healing myself, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all the ways. So one thing that has been a best practice for me is I have a almost non-negotiable time that I show up to the yoga studio. And that is a time for me to move my body and to turn off the racing thoughts that I have. And it's a way that instead of, you know. Beating my body into submission through CrossFit or miles on the pavement, I'm able to show myself kindness and gentleness and care and also get back to my breath and not be thinking about all the million things running through my mind. So, my best practice right now is trying to continually show up for myself that one day of the week, and that is now starting to inspire me that maybe I can add one more thing that is a best practice idea. So I don't know what that could be for you. Maybe it's you're wanting to read a book now and it could be reading 10 pages a day or one chapter a week. If you think about it, if you read one chapter a week, that would be 52 chapters a year. And that probably would be around, you know, three books that you would have read. If you're not normally a reader, Three books in a year is a whole lot better than not reading any. So, you know, again, just find that best practice and show up and see if you can start to reincorporate. It will start to feel familiar to you and you'll want to return it and find other ways for you to say, hey, hey self, there you are. Another note I wanted to mention is that I think sometimes for me, I get too focused on what I want to do instead of who I want to be. And maybe for me, 2018 was less about what I wanted to do and more about who I want to be. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that every few posts, I'll do a little letter to myself. It's a letter to myself when I'm younger. And I also will write a little message to my older self. The reason I do that is because this is helping me get clear on who I want to be. If I'm doing something in honor of my younger self, I want to do something that little Leah would be proud of That would make her want to give me a high five and would make her feel excited about her life. Those are some of my best practices. You can start again. You can do it imperfectly and you can move the needle. Even if things feel like they've been a train wreck, you're not going to stay in the mud. You're going to move forward. So let this now be your new year's 2.0. I'd love to know what you feel like you can move the needle on and what the fall of this year is going to feel like. If you do have children heading back to back to school, I actually have a gift for you. So I'm not completely ignoring the back to school time. It's called how to keep your kids healthy and feel sane at the same time. I will have that link in my show notes, and it's also over on my website, smallqueendom.com. I hope that you will grab it if you do have children entering school so you can have a really healthy and happy year with the children. These are some of my best practices that I use on myself and in my own home. I saw this beautiful quote from the Young Pueblo Instagram feed. Uh, such an inspiring uh, feed to follow, and I'm going to leave this with you until next time. Reminders when healing. Consistency counts. Patience over speed. Be gentle with yourself. It won't happen overnight. New habits equal a new life. There will be ups and downs. The seeds we plant will bloom. Until next time, friends. Bye.